really, I think when you are starting a business or you're creating a product or service, a lot of it is really about listening to what people want. And they kind of mention it in different ways. You know, they don't really say it directly to you like, hey, I want a protein ball that is made with healthy ingredients. But there's a lot of roundabout <laughs> ways that they can tell you what they want. Welcome to the She Shines podcast with your hosts, brand photographer and serial entrepreneur, Anna Laura, and super proud career woman with a passion for entrepreneurship, Alex. Tune in for some connection, community, and girl talk. Plus, join their conversations with other entrepreneurs and professionals who've been there, built that, and are paying it forward. They'll take your burning questions and turn them into actionable steps with a glass of champagne in hand. Here we go. If you've been contemplating finding a business partner, creating a branded product, or wondering how how the heck you're gonna juggle your full-time career with launching and juggling your business. Hi, it's me. Hi, I've been there. Um, then girl, just hang tight, okay? Because Becky Pleat, CEO and co-founder of Protein Powerball, is dropping some major knowledge to help you gain some major clarity. Yeah, and if you have not heard or tasted, Protein Powerball is a health snack company started by two pharmacists, Becky and her fiance, and they are on a mission, ladies, to help you live healthier lives by making bite-sized protein balls made from their plant-based ingredients. We're talking gluten, soy, and dairy-free and vegan, okay? Hello. Their goal is to make plant-based snacks more accessible and, of course, delicious. And Which speaking from experience, <laughs> they are so delicious. So They're good. so good. And we're actually going to get into this in the podcast, too. Mm-hmm. But Becky was one of our very first sponsors yes. at one of our very first events. So yes. you'll hear all this. But if you are currently or maybe in the future wanting to become a service or product-based entrepreneur, Becky is sharing some applicable takeaways for all of us. I mean – Literally mm-hmm. everybody under the sun. So yes. don't think like, oh, I don't have a product, so this is totally <laughs> right. like not going to be my thing. It is. I mean, if you're like us, after listening, you'll probably have so many questions <laughs> for Becky about her journey. So we want to invite you to join our Facebook group because later this month, Becky is going to be answering your questions live. This group is free to join and the replay will be available for our Academy members to watch in case you're listening to this like six months from now, you're like, oh my goodness. Uh, (laughs) It's still there. (laughs) It's still there. Just clink, clink, clink the link. Clink that link. Okay, click the link in our show notes. All right, let's get into this episode. Here we go. Welcome back to the She Shines podcast, everyone. We are very excited to have Becky here with us, CEO and co-founder of Protein Powerball, a health snack company. And we are just just so thrilled you're here with us. We were just talking before you hopped on how long it's been since we've seen you and talked to you. So say hello to all of our listeners. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm so excited to be here with you guys reconnecting again after a full year. I think it is. It's so crazy. Yeah. Almost two years. So Becky Becky was our sponsor at our second event. Um, Actually, when this airs, it will have been two years. Yeah. (gasps) Yeah. This is so cool. So cool. 
So yeah, she was our sponsor at the beauty bar and bubbly event in Philadelphia at the bar method in Rittenhouse, like mm-hmm. OG here. So yes. we're yes. so pumped to have you back. Oh yeah. Thank you. I know I was, I was literally showing up with like my products and tablecloth and like a UPS box. You yes. Know, like, you had like up. Tupperware <laughs> bins of protein balls. <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh my God. You're so right. And you know, what's the funniest part? I actually remember this so distinctly because I, before that event, I had, I went to a local target cause I didn't even have a table to bring with me to set up at that event. So I got one of those foldable tables, but then I realized at the end, I had no idea how to close it. So <laughs> I don't know if you remember this, but yes. we're like trying so like, hard to stop figure it out. Like how to push the legs down on it and it took us forever and then I think it was your fiance that walked in and he figured it out in two seconds and we're like oh okay perfect oh my goodness the uh, event life that that podcast is also coming <laughs> running events I think it will have aired oh, aired at, already at, yeah oh, go back and listen to it then if, yes, if you missed it <laughs> Oh my, goodness. oh my goodness. We can't wait to dive in. Like that's just the beauty of this community is being able to like years later, reconnect, see where the progress has happened, mm-hmm. get more into your story. So let's, let's take it back. Like way, way back. What was your background? <laughs> what made you take the leap into entrepreneurship? Where did protein Powerball even come from? <laughs> Spill the tea. Yes. Well, oh my gosh, where do we even start with this? So <laughs> My background, I was not an entrepreneur by any means. I actually went with a very safe career. I went to pharmacy school in Boston. So I studied there to become a pharmacist and then took a job after pharmacy school in the pharmaceutical industry. So I, you know, I had always been very science focused, health focused, um, I think even all through college. That's when I really started making the connections between the kinds of foods I would eat and then how I would feel. So I think that's really where maybe the foundation around trying to find you know, a healthy path for myself and to have myself on my own personal wellness journey started. So Protein Powerball didn't even really come into the mix until a couple of years ago. This is, it's been about two years. Yeah, it was I guess, mid 2018, when we came up with the idea. And really, the the whole concept behind it was I was traveling a ton for work. My boyfriend at the time had a very similar uh, job, similar position. And I would always find myself just looking for healthy snacks while I was Mm -hmm. either running through an airport or if I was driving somewhere, you know, you'd pull into this random gas station and there's very limited options in terms of healthy foods. And not only that, healthy foods that tasted good. So even when I would bring, I'd bring all the protein bars with me, all the almonds, you know, (laughs) trying to, but when you're on the road like that too, if you've had a long day, you really want something satisfying. Mm -hmm. So it would be for, (laughs) no, not at all. And that was the problem, you know, it would be like four or five o'clock and I'd be running through an airport. And what do you see at the corner of every little stand there? It's the peanut M&Ms and they're staring right at you. So (laughs) of course I would, I would pick one up always through my travels and I would be eating that. But then, you know, I I started to realize, I'm like, if I'm doing this a couple of times a week, that's a lot of sugar to Mm -hmm. be, to be eating. And I was trying to stay healthy, go to the gym. And really, if you're not 
I'd say the majority of how you feel is actually determined by what you're eating. So I started like needing to really backtrack and be like, if I'm going to be traveling and living this life, I need healthy snacks that I can eat and I'll feel satisfied from. So I started just looking up different recipes. I went online and I was trying to find different energy bite recipes and then I would tweak them, add protein, add different ingredients in them. So every week I would make them for my boyfriend and I to have and to pack with us while we were traveling. And they just, they were so handy. Like both of us, we would have them, we would eat them, they would keep us full, they would keep us energized. So then I started sharing them with family and friends. And that, every time I went home after that, my family was like, did you bring any of those yeah. power balls that you were making? <laughs> so then when, when people started asking me about them, I'm like, okay, I think this could actually be, you know, something that people are looking for. And again, I think we'll kind of get into this a little bit later, but really, I think when you are starting a business or you're creating a product or service, a lot of it is really about listening to what people want. And they kind of mention it in different ways. You know, they don't really say it directly to you like, hey, I want a protein ball that is made with healthy ingredients. <laughs> but there's a lot of roundabout <laughs> ways that they can tell you what they want. Mm -hmm. And a big thing that I actually noticed for myself when I would bring a protein bar with me. I would take like two bites of it. I would try to fold it back up right. in the wrapper some yes. way, throw it in my bag, save it for later. I had all the best intentions, but the reality never is I would it. never, yeah, I would never <laughs> eat it again. And that was just like, it was so sad just in terms of a waste standpoint. Mm -hmm. And, it, but sometimes you really don't want 200 calories or 220 calories if you're just you have a little craving, you know, you want something quick. So that's really where the idea of the bite-sized protein balls came from. Once we figured that out, that was actually something that a lot of my friends were expressing too. They're like, you know, I get hungry in the afternoon, but I just want something quick. I don't want mm -hmm. to eat a full necessarily like meal replacement. Right. So, mm -hmm. um, so that's why the protein balls, there's 60 to 65 calories per ball. And it's the whole idea is really so you can customize your portion size, depending on how hungry you are, your activity level. So that was a huge feature we wanted to make sure was incorporated in there. Yes. I love that. And they are, we have tried them. We have tried them. flavors. Yes. yes. So good. So like it, good. It is Thank actually you. hard for me to eat just one because they mm -hmm. are so delicious. <laughs> and I'm like, but they're health food. Yeah, they're good for you. It's fine. <laughs> so they're delicious. What would be some tips that you have for, you know, starting this off? It was, it was you and your boyfriend, pretty much probably the two of you, I would imagine, going like ham, getting this out to, to people. What were your, yeah. what have you learned about having a successful business partnership? Oh, I've learned so much over the last <laughs> couple of years. Um, and having a great supportive partner is really the key um, that, I mean, it's the key with anything, right? Whether it's a personal relationship, a business relationship, but I think having that person that, you know, you can always have these open and honest conversations with, but they're still at the end of the day, your support and your motivation to keep driving you to do what you love. Um, that, that is really huge. And What's so great about, um, well, now we just got engaged too. So now my fiance and I. Yay! Congratulations! Congratulations. Corona bride, welcome to yeah. the club. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I know. Congrats. Um, but we, oh my gosh. We, um, 
So what's great is I think that through this process, which I don't think we knew when we first started it, because of course, you know, we, we were just so excited and passionate in the beginning, like, okay, I think we have this great product. We have a solution to a current problem out there in the health snack landscape. So we wanted to get out there as, as quickly as possible with it. But now we're about a year and a half into our journey. And it's funny to see how our roles have really formed and evolved and our strengths and our weaknesses have really come out. And you see that in the everyday. Like I am definitely more of that overarching, creative, like crazy idea type, like, hey, what if we do this? And he's, <laughs> he's, the, he's really the operator. He is, I would say, the engine behind this mm. entire operation. And he mm. keeps us on track. He keeps us moving forward. So, um, so I would say we didn't do this on purpose, but if there <laughs> is a way that you can find somebody, if you're deciding that you want to start a business, you need a great business partner, um, somebody that complements your strengths and weaknesses is mm -hmm. always huge because I think if there was two of, you know, two of me, that would just, our head was in the clouds <laughs> all the time. We would, you know, nothing would happen. So it's nice to have us balance each other out. And then just even from the standpoint too, of being able to have an open and honest conversation, like, Hey, look, this isn't working or um, just constant, just being open-minded to feedback. Like, mm -hmm. I think, you know, we could have done this instead of that, or, you know, we'll just go back and reflect on different decisions that we make or how something went, but we're, we're not afraid to also, you know, give each other feedback in that sense, always knowing that it's coming from a great place because yeah. it's never a personal attack. It's always about what can we do better next time to make sure that at the end of the day, we're serving our community. And so that's the whole idea. Absolutely. Yeah. Beautifully said. I, mm -hmm. That's exciting to Oh, like it's always exciting to talk with other people who have a business partner who are doing this together alongside someone else. Um, cause we, we've learned a few lessons along the way to say the least. Um, and it's always great insight to, to yeah. hear from other successful business partnerships. Mm -hmm. It's always something to learn. That's for sure. Like the learning never stops. Yeah. I love that you, and this was very similar to me and Anna Laura's journey. Like, I think you said around like a year and a half, you started really leaning into your specific roles and your strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. And we kind of realized too, around, I think like a year, year and a half, we're like, wait a second. Like I can't be doing everything. You can't be doing everything. Like what are our actual roles within yeah. this business? Right. And what are your strengths? What are my strengths? How can we really put that together? Um, and then the exactly. part you said about having uh, someone who is open to feedback, you know, mm -hmm. and at the end of the day, it's what's the best decision for our business and our community, not you know, my idea didn't get that, you know, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. I know. Well, and, and it's so true because I think a lot of times what you see is people come in with that mindset of like, I know for myself, even coming through, through school, you're, you're rewarded for having like this one standout idea and same thing went in the corporate environment, right? Like you're usually rewarded and it's very much about like, oh, me, 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 like, let me put these ideas forward. The idea is to help propel the team, of course, but um, I, I always felt like that was a little bit out of my comfort zone, to be honest. Like I, whenever I want to do something, I want to make sure that it's benefiting somebody else. So I mm -hmm. think at the end of the day, it's really just the culture and what's ingrained um, in the business and what's behind your intention overall. And um, you guys have that same, 
concept I think instilled in what you've built. And I think it's always incredible when you have two, three, multiple people that come together and you're able to really put that forward because at the end of the day, you're doing something other than what you want, you know, yes. it's, you're, you're along for the ride. You're making it happen. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's to benefit so many other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so well said. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for sharing that. I know there's so many women in our community who are seeking a business partner. Like they, they recognize that sometimes two brains are better than one. I mean, yes. hello. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I can and attest so, to that. Yes. yes. <laughs> and, and having someone that compliments you and, and mm-hmm. can help kind of like steer whenever you feel like you're going off course or, or help kind of alleviate some mm-hmm. uh, that burden of, of just carrying all the weight yourself is, is yeah. amazing. Um, so we, we're obviously huge fans of having a bin, a business partner. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, and we also have a lot of women in our community as well, who are like you were, whenever you started out, you were working full time, busy on the go. You have this idea where, what would be your tips for working a full-time career while growing this business? Like, how did you, how did you do it? (laughs) Yeah, there's, I mean, there's so many different facets that feed into this topic, but I think at the end of the day, what made it super easy and not, not easy, but what made it doable for me was that I was primarily working from home. So that was already a huge advantage. I think it would have been a lot harder if I was, you know, in an office every single day from nine to five. So um, I did have the luxury of working from home again, which was, I'm so grateful for that. I actually am still working full time. And again, with Ah. being home, everything, you know, everything now is virtual. So that's still manageable. But I would say no matter what, if you are working full time and you do want to start your own side hustle, your own side business, make sure your priority is always the job that's actually giving you a paycheck (laughs) Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, they are employing you, you know, technically they're paying your bills. You haven't really made it yet to that point. You're still an idea, you know, until you have a proof of concept that Mm. people are, are totally on board with they're picking up what you're putting down, you know? (laughs) So your priority should always still be whoever is giving you that paycheck. Make sure you're, you're getting your things done. You know, you're, you're on calls, you're not missing, you know, anything, any team meetings. So that should still be the priority and your other time that you have, that's when you work on your side business. And that's why I always think it's, for me, it's been really helpful I have never really been somebody to write down what every moment of my day is going to be like, and I'm still not one to do that. I don't love a ton of structure, but something that's helped me so much is writing down what I need to accomplish in that day. Mm -hmm. And so I have two columns. I have, you know, what I need to accomplish for my full-time job and then the things that I need to accomplish for Protein Powerball. And then that really helps me define how I will split up my time between the two. So I would say definitely have a roadmap at the very least to keep, yeah. it, keep you on track. And then the way I, people approach this, I, I have a couple of friends that are also working on their own business and still working full time. They are totally transparent with the company that employs them and they mm-hmm. tell their boss, hey, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm passionate about. I do this in my spare time. And, you know, obviously they're not slacking on any of their work. So it's never been an issue. I have not told the company that I work with that I'm doing this as my side business. Um, And that's mainly for, I would say you have to also consider the perception aspect of it. You know, since we are especially full time from home, I would never want 
you know, if I was late to a call, I don't want the first initial thought to be like, oh my God, she's working on her other business. Mm -hmm. So she's not prioritizing this. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I would, I would say, I know this comes up a lot because it's like, should I have that conversation with Mm -hmm. my team, with my boss? How does that work? And um, it's, I would say it's very much an individual conversation and an individual Mm -hmm. decision you know, whether or not you have that relationship with your boss and you can have the support of the company that you work for. So got to take that case by case. Yeah, it definitely is a take it case by case. You know your company better Mm -hmm. than someone else can tell you. Just because you have a full-time job doesn't mean you still can't give give all, you know, give your business, you know, the energy and attention that it needs. So thank you for, for sharing that because we do have a lot of women, you know, working full time, mm-hmm. trying yeah. to get their business off the ground. So yeah, Definitely. appreciate the transparency. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and I think there's also another aspect too, where, you know, you're very excited in the beginning and you want to tell a lot of people, but really there's something to be said for keeping these initial ideas and, and like the initial part of the process kind of like to yourself, you know, I don't think you really need to go Mm -hmm. around and like, you know, proclaiming this to the world that (laughs) you're starting a business because you, you know, you haven't, you haven't even like started yet. So at least take a few steps, see what happens because, you know, then you're almost obligated then to talk about that, whether it's mm-hmm. coworkers or fa- even family. Like I actually didn't tell a lot of my family members even for the longest time when I started this, because I was like, well, I don't, I don't really know where it's going, like where it's going to take me, you know? Mm-hmm. So until I had a really good idea about how, how I would respond to these questions about what are you doing with the protein ball thing? You know, how's that going? <laughs> like in the beginning, I had no idea. So right. mm-hmm. it, it's nice to actually you know, get a few miles, I guess, under your belt before you start telling a lot of people to. Uh, yes, I can mm. <laughs> definitely relate to that. And I think it, it helps you too, if you are in those early stages, kind of build up your armor. Like you have yes. that experience. Like you said, you know how to answer those questions. Mm-hmm. I know when I started, this was back when I started a fitness business, I was <laughs> met with a lot of, well, aren't there a lot of people doing that? Yeah, I had no idea how to respond. I would just get offended. It's like, well, there's no reason I can't either. Yeah. It would just yeah. like result in a lot of hurt feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that's excellent. Yes. Excellent advice is sometimes it's nice to keep things close to your vest just until yeah. you, you gain that confidence in exactly what you're doing and know exactly, exactly know what you're doing. What you're doing. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, when, when we first started, it was like, yeah, I, I know how to make a few batches like in my kitchen, but how does that translate now to scaling this recipe in a commercial right. kitchen? Like mm-hmm. I, I didn't know, you know, mm-hmm. so yeah. there's still, there's a lot of unknowns at the very beginning. Yeah. You bring up such a good point. Cause I feel like in Allura, we get this question a lot too. Like mm-hmm. when should I start telling, telling my family and friends, or I'm so scared to let mm-hmm. them know. And it's like, hold up girl. Like you actually don't even have a mission statement. You don't have an ideal <laughs> you, audience. You don't know. It's, you don't know yet. Right. So like yeah. how you, it's like you make yourself so anxious over something that hasn't even happened or something that really shouldn't happen yet until you start laying the bricks for that foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so happy you said that because it, it is a very common thing. I think for newer entrepreneurs or a new business, a brand, a blog, whatever starting, you just want to tell everyone, but it's yeah. like, what are you going to say when people ask you, if you don't know, then that's <laughs> probably a good sign that oh maybe we need to keep quiet just for a little bit until we figure I- it out. I don't even think, you know, we, this is like, I don't know if this is 
like sad or good because <laughs> it kind of like shows you the evolution process. But, um, you know, it wasn't until we were about a year in where we were fully digging deep into asking ourselves, what problem are we actually solving? You know, and in the beginning, you're just, you know, you're so you, you just run with the idea like we were saying, but it's like you almost don't take the time because you get so caught up. You don't take the time to ask yourself those really deep but important questions. And I think, you know, going back to if you're telling your friends, family, you know, your mailman, your neighbor, everybody <laughs> that you started a business, you're really kind of setting yourself up for a situation where you're more focused on like what results you're going to be mm. showing, almost like showing externally yeah. instead of the process mm. and focusing on like, okay maybe this isn't the best way to go. Like, I, I don't know. Sometimes I think there's a little bit of hesitancy. Like once you feel like now you're tied to this idea of like, I need to hit these milestones that now I've just set for myself, you know? Yeah. So you're not really, you're not really just going through the process as you should, instead of just being like, oh, I, you know, hit 10,000 followers today, or I got into 30 new stores. Like there's, there's definitely other aspects to it that I think get a little bit uh, skimmed over when you jump the gun like that. Yeah. I mean, you bring up a good point. It is a process, you know, and mm -hmm. we can definitely relate over, you know, the time that we've been in business. We definitely have had to sit down and we call this our bizcation where we like audit that. kind of everything. Um, it's our business slash vacation. Um, but we, we have to ask ourselves those questions like, okay, what is, what is the need that we're filling? right? Who yep. are we serving? How are we doing that? Because that might change, that might change quarterly. It, and yeah. you don't know unless you actually, like you said, sit down and ask yourself those hard questions. Cause it's so easy. You get so excited with your business. You're mm -hmm. just go, 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 go. And then like the next quarter comes around you're like, wait a second, what are yeah. we actually doing? Um, yeah. so again, thank you for, for that transparency. And I think it's a perfect segue into talking about, you know, from conception to execution, right? Having your first branded product, which mm -hmm. is, we love our protein Powerball. Um, <laughs> so what, what advice can you give to women who are interested in actually developing their, their own products? Yeah. So I, I had mentioned this earlier, but anytime, like kind of how we came up with the idea for protein Powerball, this was based on a problem that I was looking to solve, but it was also validated by other people when I was listening mm. to them, what types of problems they were having. So I would say before you're full blown into, this is the product I need to make, this is the business I need to do, make sure you're validating that and you're listening. Because a lot of times I think what can happen too, we can put up our own little mental wall. And if I still do this now. If I come up with like, you know, some kind of creative idea, I'm like, this is the best thing ever. So, and you're not really open to receiving that feedback externally. Actually, funny enough, this is a great example of this. When we first, actually, you guys might've tried the first version of the product, but when we first launched Protein Powerball, it was made with whey protein. So it was actually made I with a different that. type of protein. Yes, it wasn't a plant-based snack. I thought, of course, this is how, that's how I was eating at the time. So of course, everyone else is eating that way, right? No. So it was so, it was such a great learning curve when I went out with this initial product. We had about three to four months of just hardcore sampling where, and this was so great. I don't think we even did this intentionally. Again, a lot of this was just like 
a beautiful disaster, I guess. But we were sampling everywhere, gyms, grocery stores, events, marathons. And I were just collecting feedback as people were trying them. And I was blown away by the fact that so many people were either like, oh, I don't do whey protein or I can't do dairy. They had some type of aversion or intolerance. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is a huge learning opportunity, you know, to maybe take a step back and figure out, we only had one flavor at the time. So I was like, maybe we should take a step back and reevaluate before we, you know, come out with a whole line of flavors that are following the same type of recipe flow. So at that point, we did a ton of research, went back to our R&D lab, aka my kitchen, <laughs> where I come up with all the initial recipes. And because this was the other problem, I knew that product tasted so good. So I was not willing to put out a subpar product if we were going to change the ingredients. So um, through all my research, I was like, you know what? Plant-based protein, this is definitely the way to go. More people are looking for these types of snacks. I even was starting to shift more into a plant-based diet. So that's how we um, figured out to switch the recipe at that point. But if I hadn't been open enough to listen to that, that feedback, you know, from customers, it might be different now. So I would say, if you think you have your idea that's ready to go, make sure that, you know, you're always still keeping an open mind and you're listening to people. And then beyond that too, I, I mean, I, ask for help. Like that's always the best thing that you can do too. If you're really like leverage, leverage your resources, see who you have in your network before you start calling up an expensive ad agency or, you know, some kind of branding or marketing company and see who you have that you can talk to. Maybe uh, you might have a friend of a friend that can build out a website or somebody else is in graphic design that can help you out with a logo So definitely start to put the feelers out and leverage your network for anybody that, you know, can kind of help you get your idea off the ground first. That's so funny. You said that literally just today, I received a message from a friend that was, Hey, I'm, I'm working on developing this app. Uh, Do you know any restaurant or business owners that we could talk to, to see if they could use this thing? And I was like, that's a great point. So like just being bold and asking, Mm-hmm. asking for help. I, I, you know, we're big on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. Ask for help. And we always like to, to add as well as offer help, mm-hmm. you know, like, Oh yeah. Pay it forward street. for sure. Yeah. You know, as you're going through this process and once you're listening, you're kind of gaining all that information. Um, that's the next part, which I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about, but it's really defining what problem are you solving and why should somebody buy your product Mm -hmm. at the end of the day it that's that's really it if you can answer that question for somebody why they need their product in their life then they'll buy it but you Mm -hmm. have to make that crystal clear for them in order to do that well let's dive in then and and talk about it you know and we get this, I think, thought in our heads, especially when we're starting a business, like I said earlier, like there's so many other people doing that. Why do Mm -hmm. I need to do that? How can you stand out in a seemingly saturated market? What can you tap into and and be heard? I'd say, especially first, just dial down all that noise. Like (laughs) there's a lot of people doing a lot of things, but there's only one you. So you're going to put your own style, your own twist on it. So if you know you have something, just run with it and don't listen to that. (laughs) But kind of a huge aspect of that too is incorporating what makes you unique. Like 
what, why did you want to start this? That's why I, you asked me about my story, right? And I, I always like to pull that in, but I think that people really at the end of the day, when they pull up an Instagram page, they're not connecting to a bag of protein balls. They're not going <laughs> to connect to a logo. They want to <laughs> connect to a person. Mm -hmm. So having that initial story of the reason why you started this company in the first place, your founder story, that's huge. And I think that's a, that's a huge play, especially for small businesses, because basically think of anything that you can do that a big company cannot do. Yeah. You know, like the, mm -hmm. a bigger company doesn't have the luxury of, you know, you, you won't see a Kellogg's or General Mills or anything like that. I don't know who creates those products. I don't yeah. have a face to the name. So, um, so being able to be a small business and start your own, get your story out there. That's really what people will initially resonate with. Mm -hmm. And then when you can add that on top of an exceptional product, I would say you, you have to make sure that your product, if you're putting something out, make sure it's the best that it can possibly be. Because I know for me, when I'm looking at brands, I a hundred percent will support the story. I will buy a product once. If the product is exceptional, I will keep buying it. And I think that's the same for a lot of people. You know, this has to, this has to fill a need in their day to day. And then just the way that you ultimately communicate that is super important. So you have to just make sure you have your messaging down. You have to figure out your why, figure out what problem that you're solving for people. And there's a couple of different elements in that. I would say the first part is looking at your competitive landscape, right? So seeing what else exists in that world that mm -hmm. you're trying to create a product for. So for me in creating a health snack, I'm looking now in the healthy snack space and I'm seeing what are, what are people gravitating towards? What are they walking into Whole Foods and picking up as their snacks that they want to have with them throughout the week, right? And then I get a list together of some of our top competitors, whether they're big companies, small companies, anything. And you really want to make sure you're listing out all of your advantages compared to the other products. If someone was, was holding your product here and another one here, why would they choose yours at the end of the day? Even if they didn't know about your founder story. I mean, that's just like the cherry on top when they know about that. And then also with that, you want to think about who is that person that's going to be standing there holding the products and making that decision. So who are you going to be speaking to when they look at your product and you're like, okay, this is the person why my product would be who my product would be ideal for. Mm -hmm. So I, something that helped me with that too, when I was thinking of who is that target person that I see enjoying and eating protein Powerball. I literally drew out like a picture of this person. Mm -hmm. I gave them, I gave them a name. I gave them a job, you know, yes. like an address. Where we talk live. about this a lot as the avatar, yeah. your, your avatar, your ideal audience. So ours is autumn Lucy. Yeah. That's she's currently oh. 31. <laughs> she's 31 now. Yes. Oh my God. Had a birthday yes. in early November. <laughs> She's wow. the, she's the average of happy belated. me and Anna Laura. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. But I'm sure that helps you so much, right? Because I'm, as I'm, mm. I'd have to believe that as you're designing course topics, any type of information, you're picturing this avatar, right? That you're mm -hmm. like, this is Absolutely. the person that I'm providing this information for. And it's no different for any type of product too. And mm. even in any messaging you want to, you want to, what helps me is anytime I'm saying something or if I'm, if I'm trying to like 
tell a story about the product, I'm thinking I have that person in mind of like, I'm just talking to one person. Yeah. You know, who is that person that I'm connecting with? Yeah, You're not talking to everyone at the gym. You're talking no. to one person. That's so true. <laughs> well, and you know, mm-hmm. it's like you walk into the gym. That's a really good, that's a yeah. good example. You walk into the gym because I used to do a ton of sampling there. <laughs> and it's like, you know, you look around and I'm like, all right, eh, probably not a fit. Probably right. not a fit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You, exactly. you see the people coming out of Zumba class and you're like, come on over and try a sample. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you over yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, let's circle back a little bit, uh, talking products and, and standing out in the market. How can our community members really make sure that they do have that competitive edge in their market. You know, you teach a course in, in the She Shines Academy on from conception to execution, uh, your first branded product, and you give so many amazing pieces of advice on marketing and sales and, and really how to stand out. And you talk about this matrix table. Um, mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about the matrix table and, and how it can help identify, you know, the advantage that you have? Yeah, yes, definitely. That's a great question. The matrix table is so helpful. And again, it's just, it's basically going back, taking a full look at your competitive landscape and maybe your top, I'd say anywhere from two to five products that you see as top competitors to your product. And you'll see it. It's kind of hard to describe without draw. I always have to draw it out, but it's in, it's outlined in the workbook there, but essentially you're making a comparative table and you want to have your product listed on top and then you list, you know, maybe again, two to five different competitors. And now what you want to do is find columns and these are going to be your areas of differentiation between what your product offers in terms of a competitive advantage and then how that looks compared to your competition. Mm. So just, you know, even as an example for us, um, we, I make sure, so our, our columns would be something like, contains 100% plant-based ingredients, right? So now you're checking off that box for your product, you know, it it falls in that category. And then the other ones, you're kind of seeing, okay, who else is also providing a snack that's made with 100% plant-based ingredients? And you kind of go through that way. Now you move to your next column and you say, contains X amount of sugar, you can pick any kind of cutoff, you know, and then kind of keep going through this exercise. I would say try to figure out as many different points as you can, because this is ultimately what you'll be leveraging for your messaging. So, you know, for us, one thing that was a huge competitive advantage, and this was by design, I had mentioned it earlier, was the ability to customize your portion sizes. So that was something when you see there's a box checked for your product, and it's one that none, no other product has that check, you know, that that's something that you should really Mm. run with. So, and again, I mean, it could even be something like, female founded, right? So our product checks that box, the other ones don't really. So again, it's really leveraging that story. So now you kind of have, you're looking around, okay, I have plant-based ingredients, I have customized portions and female founded. Like these are really strong messaging pillars that you can really run with. So, and it also just gives you a great overall view of what's out there, kind of maybe what questions, what backlash you could get or how you can address those questions too. So ultimately it's it's a really helpful exercise and then i would say from there once you have those key messages that are identified start really digging into them and like you know how you would say this how you would communicate this about your product and also why it's important that is such a helpful exercise to go through to really help you 
gain clarity. I mean, that's yep. essentially what it's for and, and really take an in-depth look at what else is out there that maybe you've totally overlooked. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe Definitely. it already exists, this product of yours. <laughs> and so exactly. you're able to dive in. That's so important and will save you so much time in the future <laughs> if this yeah. is already out there. And ladies, if you're listening to this and you're like, that sounds awesome. I can't wait to do this myself. We um, have provided a freebie. So head over to the show notes. You can download your own template for this matrix um, that Becky has so carefully put together for us. Thank you so much for that amazing resource. It's going to help so many, not just new entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. but I think just anyone at any level of their business, if you haven't done this, it's a or maybe you have, but it's time to do a little check-in with yourself and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, get to, get to know what else is out there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I would say that this is, this is a good exercise to do constantly. You know, there's, there's a lot of, I, I kind of like, I'm on the, the, not on the fence with this, but I, I go on both sides where it's like, you know, you know what you have kind of I, I try to limit a lot of the outside noise that comes mm-hmm. in because if you're yep. just swept away and all like you're looking at all products that are like yours everywhere, you're going to be like, oh my God, there's so much competition out there. But it's like, think about, again, this kind of helps bring everything back into perspective. And, you know, you know what you're bringing to the table, what your product is bringing to the table. So really double down on those messages and make sure that you're getting those to your target consumer, again, that person that you're drawing out that would Mm. actively be buying that product and enjoying it every single day. Do everything you can in your power to really get those messages out there and just tune out the rest of the stuff. Yes. I will also say a really great reason to do this exercise is so when Sophia Amoruso came out with her own girl boss community, I actually cried. Um, and I was like, this is what we're doing. How dare she know it's going to want to join. She shines now. And I was literally distraught. Like you can ask Ryan and I was crying about it. And he was I remember like, remember that voice. That's yeah. <laughs> He was like, what is going on? They're completely different. And so ladies, fill out a matrix so you know <laughs> how you Give stand yourself the down. heartache. Yeah, spare yourself the tears. You can cry about something else later. But uh, spare yourself <laughs> the tears on this one. It can be easily avoided. <laughs> yes. That's amazing. I love that. Do the matrix to avoid the tears. Yes. I love it. <laughs> yes. That's yes. the tagline. Tag yeah. We'll yes. add a little asterisk on the bottom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. So well, let's dive in a little bit about um, sales and marketing. Like that's obviously huge. Uh, once you have your product, you have this clarity. Now you're hopefully not tearful about it. <laughs> um, we have so many multi-passionate women with all kinds of service and offers and, and just a lot of things going on. What advice can you give them on marketing their standout offer that we have now solidified strategically for successful sales? This is a great question. And I am probably going to answer this a lot differently now than I did a year and a half ago. Cause I was like marketing, it's a uh, getting pictures, content, everything out there, ads, like, you know, mm-hmm. all of these uh, plethora of things. But what I have really found um, to be super impactful with any type of marketing messaging, et cetera, you have to define what it means to you. So for me, marketing 
is essentially it's empathy. It's being empathetic. It's really finding those people that you resonate with. So when you're marketing, think of this as, again, your avatar, your community of avatars, but you're basically trying to make a community. And your question when you're doing any type of marketing is, how can I serve this community? So you, you don't want to be giving them little gimmicky things, you know, like, oh, if you uh, call now, you'll get two things for $9.99. You know, okay. no, nobody's like falling for that anymore. So you really want to make sure that you're building that trust and mm. that community just overall. And the reason why this is also super important is because truly in this world right now, I mean, the, the scary reality of anybody that's building a brand making a product especially is with the presence of everything being online anything can be a commodity like that mm -hmm. you know it's here one day mm -hmm. and then you'll see a replica of it you know <laughs> like two weeks later and you're like how did this get here but mm -hmm. so really the main thing for any if you're if you're trying whether it's a product a service your whole goal is to build that community and build that brand. You want to start building brand equity right away. So mm. tell people what you stand for. Tell people why they should kind of be joining your tribe, what you bring to them, what, how you can make their life better, how you can make their life easier. So these are all things that are building brand equity. And so all of these, I know this was a lot that I just kind of threw out, but but all of those thoughts should really be poured into your marketing efforts. So for me, when I think about marketing, I'm thinking about not your typical, like, let's put an ad together, which we do advertise and really we'll use fake Facebook ads. We'll use Instagram ads. And the idea for that is to capture maybe a different audience. And it's no matter what, it's showing the value of the product. Like, what is this product? Mm -hmm. What does it bring to you? But kind of globally when i think about marketing and my marketing strategy i'm thinking about all right what type of instagram live video can i do about what topic you know somebody in our community that's buying our product wants to know about mm -hmm. what can i talk about in terms of and it might not even be related to our product right it's related mm -hmm. to either health and wellness it could be mm -hmm. what's what are the common food additives that you'll see in grab and go snack bars it could be what are some chemicals to avoid in common everyday beauty products, you know, so it's all mm. of these things that have even nothing to do with the product. But at the end of the day, you're still giving people information. So it's super valuable. And when you do that, when you either inform someone or entertain somebody, that's when they're going to keep coming back. And ultimately, they will purchase your product at the end of the day. But again, it's really building that longstanding branding through mm. that type of marketing. Mm -hmm community centric yeah. marketing for sure. That's it's it. just really creating that, that feel that this is, this is a squad. This is, you know, we got your back, whatever you need. You got questions. We, we have answers yes. within an like, umbrella of things. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> but that's, I so love true. that. Yeah. Marketing and even is the, empathy. Yeah. And even though you said like, you may be talking about something not specifically related to protein powerball, you're still bringing in your community, right? To yeah. to the brand, and it's something we always talk about at She Shines is knowing yes the need you fill, but not just when your community member has their credit card out or they want to buy something from you, right? Exactly. It's how do you how do you fit into their life at all stages, not just when they mm -hmm. are not just when they want a snack, you know, and and so they can come to you for knowing 
what foods they should or shouldn't buy or skincare products or whatever it might be. So yeah, love, love your, your tips on marketing. So, so helpful. Honestly, it takes the stress out of it for mm -hmm. for me. Like you're not talking ads and be here and be on all the things at all the time. No, Mm -hmm. it's just like, be a human being (laughs) who is helpful. That's (laughs) it. Yeah, it's it's simple. And just put that time. And I mean, even you guys do an amazing job at this. I'm sure when, when someone sends you a DM or they're asking you just like a question, I mean, just respond, you know, like start to (laughs) respond, groundbreaking they're looking (laughs) for go above and beyond be like, Hey, what, what else is on your mind? You know, like start forming Mm -hmm. those relationships because marketing is all about relationships too, at the Mm -hmm. end of the day. So I feel like if there's any way you can really show up for people and, you know, the people that you're trying to help, that's, that's really what it comes down to at the end of the day. So there's a lot that you can do around that. And I think if you just kind of follow that whole like North star about how, first of all, how your product brings value to somebody, but then you also follow through with how you can personally bring value to somebody and keep providing them with useful information that helps them every single day. That's it. Well, on that note, <laughs> you <laughs> ladies take your simplified marketing strategy, take that matrix, run with it, but not before you find out where you can connect with Becky. So can, Becky, can you tell us where are you hanging yeah. out? How can we chat with you? How can we ask these questions and get our answers? <laughs> yes. Oh, and by the way, so I'm the way to answer that I'm on Instagram. So at protein powerball is the page and I love voice memos. So if you guys have a question, please send me a voice memo. I absolutely love that because I think that's a really cool way to know that like you're talking to another human and not Mm -hmm. just like a keyboard or somebody that's typing behind the scenes there. So yeah, I really encourage you, please reach out. Um, I'd love building community with people as you can see. And I hope that maybe my products would be able to bring some type of value to your life. But if not, and you just want to say hi too, that's awesome. Yes. We, we can't wait. I mean, you know, we're all up in your DMS anyways, but for our community to reach out to, we we're huge fans of voice messages. Is there anything that you're working on or protein powerball is working on right now? In terms of stuff that we're working on, so a lot of exciting things coming up for next year. We just did our, um, well, when I say our, it was like my fiance and I did our summit, <laughs> our planning for 2021. And so we have a lot of exciting things coming out. I can't really give any specifics, but there will be a brand new flavor that's launching. Hey. We're going to have a couple new flavor surprises throughout next year. And then there could possibly potentially be a rebrand coming too. So that'll be an interesting process that maybe I'll have to come back and talk about at some point. <laughs> I was just going to say. <laughs> yep. Uh, you know, we're so excited for, for the new flavors and, and possibly new branding and to see everything Protein Powerball has well this year, 2021. So let's end our episode, our favorite way, our rapid fire, she shines question round. So we're going to set the scene for you. You are online, your favorite coffee shop. Now that we can actually, well, hopefully <laughs> we can do that again. And so what is your favorite coffee or tea beverage? I'm obsessed with coffee. My favorite coffee is a local coffee shop we have around here called Busker Do. 
So it's all locally roasted. I started crafting my own cold brew recipes over the quarantine. So (laughs) obsessed with coffee though. Fancy. Okay. So you're about to order your cold brew. um, And there's a girl, she taps you. She's like, oh my gosh, you're Becky from Protein Power Bowl. Um, I have three quick questions I'm going to ask you, and then I'm going to pay for your cold brew. Um, So (laughs) question number one, what is your favorite way to connect with new people? Honestly, just just talking to them face to face. I love that. Um, especially one of the things that I, I absolutely love doing is when we would do events with local gyms and studios mm-hmm. and you just already in that environment, you have so many like-minded people. Mm-hmm. So then I feel like as soon as you start a conversation with them, it's just like, like fireworks. So yes. I, I love that. Oh, I miss that too. Wait. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't wait for like, more. So how her next question and you're moving up in the line. So her next question is how can I create community in my life or business? Ask questions, talk, try to find out more about the person you're talking to than you're telling them about yourself. So I, I find the the fastest way. I love this. When I get to know someone for the first time, I just automatically want to ask them a series of questions, you know, beyond the like, oh, so how's your day? What's up? You know, ask those like those deeper questions because it immediately will just bring you to a, a different level of connection. So I think that's always my go-to. Yeah. Well, then this girl is like your jam then. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Last question. How do you get your fill of girl talk? Oh man. A couple different ways. <laughs> I I have a best friend that's like a sister to me. We're both, I'm an only child. She's an only child. So we talk on a very regular basis. (laughs) Sometimes we're actually chatting over multiple platforms at the same time. I'll be texting her. She's sending me Instagram stories. So it's like. (laughs) Very familiar. That's amazing. I'll just like catch up with her every now and then. And then also just chatting with my mom too. She always kind of, you know, fills that void when I need the girl talk time. love it well now she has paid for your cold brew and you now have a a new bestie (laughs) well becky thank you so much for sharing all the things you shared from community-based marketing this wonderful matrix that again Mm -hmm. you can download um, at the link in our show notes and just ways really for anybody, no matter what stage of business you're in, to hone in on who you are, what you stand for, and how to get the word out. Thank you so much again for coming on. Ladies, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Send her a DM, a voice yes, message. voice yes, message. Please. Do it, do it. <laughs> and in the meantime, keep shining. Thank you so much for joining us on the She Shines podcast. Before you go, be sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on the next episode. Plus, we would love to hear what you enjoyed most. So share a takeaway and be sure to tag us at SheXShines. And lastly, please take a sec to leave a thoughtful review or pass this episode on to someone you feel could use it. Until next time, keep shining. Cheers, girlfriend.